Welcome to the Navigating Dental Insurance Podcast, where we don't take from insurance companies. Here are your hosts, Mr. Jordan Comstock and Mr. Ben Tuinay. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Navigating Dental Insurance Podcast. My name is Ben Tuinay. Today I am your solo host. Jordan Comstock is tied up today. Uh, for once, he's not on the podcast. It's usually me. That's tied up either in a meeting or uh, business travels around the country. But Jordan does send his love. It's Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's out there to all of you. Uh, We appreciate you taking time to listen to our podcast today. Um, Today, we have an excellent guest with us, somebody that I feel is uh, an expert in her field of coaching, uh, Susan Lekowitz. How are you, Susan? I'm great, Ben. How are you? I'm very well. Did I? (laughs) I know I just asked you how to pronounce your name. Did I get that right? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, Perfect. Susan. So Susan met. Do you do you go by Susan or Susie or Sue? Not Susie. Susan or Sue. Susan so, or Sue. Okay. Okay. Not really <laughs> Very good. Well, I know that you know Jordan. You met Jordan at the uh, Jumpstart meeting at the beginning of the year. You know, I I often that I often thought I always see these meetings going on at the end of the year, at the beginning of the year. You know, following the Christmas holiday. And then jumping right into a, a, a conference. I mean, how, talk to me about that. Like, what are the emotions going through your mind as you're entering a new year, going to this Jumpstart conference? I've never been. I would love to go, but that's where you met Jordan. But uh, tell our listeners a little bit about that uh, Jumpstart history, that meeting that you go to at the beginning of the year. Well, you know, I thought it was a really um, kind of nice time of year to kind of get focused on on what you want to what you want to do, right, in the coming yeah. year. And one of the things that that I really set my sights on is is doing more speaking. And I um, saw the lineup that Vanessa had coming to this event, and um, I've known her for many years. And going, um, you know, starting the year off with that, I thought would be a lot of fun. I, I know sometimes my clients in the beginning of the year, they're sort of getting back into the swing of things at work. And sometimes it can be a little quieter for me, I think, that first week, you know, of yeah. January. So, Timing was good, and being from New England and going to Arizona, you know, was a lot of fun. So, um, so it actually fit fit well into my schedule. Oh, that's awesome! And I and I understand that you you come from a background of dentistry. Like your father uh, was a dentist. Is he still practicing? You know, he practiced for fifty years. Wow! And um, unfortunately, he he's passed away. But he oh, was able to, to practice. Thank you. From but age like. 26 to 76 and one of the reasons he was able to do that is one of my brothers took over his practice so as he got older he could go in two days a week you know he could he'd still you know have the ability to see the patients that he liked and you know people would say to him you can't retire who's going to take care of me and he loved that and just had a great love for dentistry and loved all the new technology and the the new things that were coming so um so yeah I grew up around dentistry I grew up uh, assisting him as a teenager and then going to dental hygiene school and working um, as a hygienist for over 20 years and getting involved with um, being coached by different coaching companies and really kind of enjoying that experience of personal and professional growth and development and then decided that you know I wanted to go out and help uh, help doctors and teams like deliver great care and grow their practices and have more fun at work and yeah kind of my story that's awesome so i have to ask your so do you live in boston now 
Well, I'm no, I went to college in Boston. I live in central Connecticut. Oh, okay. Not too far away. Nope. So so does that uh does that make you a Patriots fan or yes or no? <laughs> I just got my Patriots t shirt in the mail. My JP t shirt that I ordered online. Just got it today. So awesome. absolutely yeah. Awesome. Well, the the LA LA fans had to mute mute their radios here for just a minute, but uh, but you know, I I, uh, I I have a great respect for just great talent in general. And this year, this year's talent, it wasn't necessarily Tom Brady that that caused right. that Super Bowl win. It was it was a fantastic defense, which was amazing. You know, usually I'm, I I played sports, I played football, and I never okay. been I've never been a believer that defense wins championships i was always a believer that if you have an aggressive offense you will you will be unstoppable and to this to this day with what the patriots have accomplished since you know tom brady and bill belichick have been there it's all been offense except for this last game but it was their offense that that brought him brought them here but i i i'm not i'm not a, a patriots fan per se but i i love tom brady i love watching him play I guess I, I guess I, I should say that I'm a true fan of talent. You know, I love watching good talent, and I love talking to people. You know, that it carries over in dentistry. I just love surrounding myself by people that are true experts in their field. You know, and it, and it seems like you have so much experience in dentistry that you're considered one of the, one of those true experts in a number of different areas. Uh, question about um, when you started in dentistry um, way back when, what what are some of the differences you notice with dental insurance? from when you started to today are there wow. <laughs> huge differences right you know yeah. i i just remember there was a period of time when i worked for my dad like in the in the early um in the like mid 80s and he was you know patients were using dental insurance right and patients were getting thousand dollars fifteen hundred dollars a year and that kind of bought more dentistry you know and there weren't as many PPO plans and, and dentists were still like able to have lower overheads and really, you know, have higher profit margins, you know, practicing dentistry. It was so different, you know, than it is, than it is now. And, and people weren't, I think, as insurance dependent or as insurance minded, you know? So I just think, you know, it's really, it's really changed a great, a great deal. And, um, I, you know, really, I really feel for dentists because I think dentistry really changes people's lives and it really improves the quality of, of someone's life. If they can confidently smile chew, uh, grow old with their teeth. And, and I believe that finding and providing the right care for patients is such a great, great noble career. And it just gets harder and harder with, um, you know, sometimes patients' perceptions of, of cost and how they can afford it. And you got to find different ways to help them. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a little fresh. Well, not a little, it's, a, it's, it's very frustrating. Right. And, and the interesting thing is, is, um, you know, I, my wife has had a couple of surgeries last year and she, she has one more to do this year. Um, and this is just as a result of being an athlete, you know, you're, you're just in constant repair mode throughout your entire life. And uh, yesterday, I received um, uh, preauthorization on 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 one of her procedures, and uh, I I speak to the physicians' offices all the time, 
And it's interesting to me that um, for certain things, they, they came out to me and said, we just, you know, yes, there was a pre-authorization, but we just can't do it. And I asked them why. And they said, well, the reason being is simply because the insurance doesn't provide enough of a reimbursement to even cover our cost. And knowing what I know, you know, being uh, an insurance, well, I'm, I'm an insurance person on behalf of dental practices uh, in the dental industry. So I know how insurance works. And I, I, I let them know. I said, well, why don't you let us pay for it out of pocket? Like we don't, we don't want to go through the hassle of trying to find somebody else who's in network. We don't care about that. You know, but unfortunately, most people out there don't have that mentality, right? Unless you really train your patients on how to think outside of the insurance box, yeah. many practices struggle. So I want to speak speak about that for a second. So your your expertise is, is a lot that I, I remember you mentioning that you've helped many practices come off of insurance. You even had some practices come off of Delta. Is that right? I have. Yes. I've what? helped transition practice like totally, totally off of Delta Dental. And here, here in the Northeast, that's a big one, you yes. know. And- uh, it really is, uh, or off of, you know, or, or decrease, you know, their dependence on, on dental insurance and PPOs. And it's, it, there's a plan around it, you know, there's a, a process to it. And it usually, you know, is good to have like a, a 12 month plan in place, you know, yeah. as you move towards <laughs> that goal, you know, so, uh, I recently started working with a practice last April and, you know, January 1st, they were officially, you know, off Delta and January, they had their biggest month ever, believe it or not. Wow. You know, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. And they had their, they had the biggest month ever. Let's, let's talk about that because we get requests all the time from listeners all over the country saying, how do we get off of Delta? And most dentists think, you know, let's drop every PPO plan except for Delta so there's obviously a fear of going out of network with Delta, but also some people want hope on how to do it. And yeah. I, I love talking to people that have that experience on, on going out of network with Delta. But um, I, I want to throw a caution out there to the listeners that whatever Susan has to share now, I, I just want to let you know that, um, you know, you, people throw these disclaimers all the time, you know, uh, TV shows that you watch, do not do this at home. Yeah, <laughs> okay. you, you don't want to jump into this just from what you hear today. You need to get the right uh, preparation, the right coaching, because we have some clients before they even become a client of ours. They just feel like, let's just rip off the bandaid. Let's drop Delta Dental. And then all of a sudden, 75% of their Delta patients leave and 80% of their practice are Delta patients, you know, yeah. and now they're scrambling, trying to go back in network but they've lost a lot of patience and a lot of revenue. So, so, so to the listeners, take this, take this, uh, you know, le- next part of the podcast with extreme caution. We're going to provide some, some resources for you in the end on where you can get the right uh, advice on how to prepare. So, but Susan, if you don't mind, I'd love to just talk about that for a second. How do you, how do you assess going on a network with a, with a big plan like Delta Dental? How do you do it successfully? How did you do it? I should say. Well, you know, the, 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 doc, the doctors that I worked with, you know, were under the mindset that they could not, you know, provide the level of care they wanted to provide for their patients at, you know, the reimbursement rates that Delta was offering. And they, uh, they knew that they would need to create things like um, a membership plan, you know, for patients who didn't have insurance. They knew they'd need to start marketing, you know, after this switch. But as they prepared for this, what they really started to do 
was have conversations with their patients. Mm-hmm. You know, and they started having, they had the team have conversations with their patients. So the hygienists and the doctors were talking to patients and having conversations about that their relationship with Delta was possibly going to be changing. Right. And that what that meant was that they were going to um, be an unrestricted provider within Delta. So they would still be able to handle all of the paperwork and all the filing, you know, of their claims. They would be able to uh, tell the patient that they would get reimbursement from Delta within 10 to 12 days of the visit. And they were asking for the patient to cover the, the cost of their, their services the day of their hygiene visits. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah, they, you know, they started saying, you know, I've, I've been a dentist a long time. These rates are changing. And what was interesting is many patients have seen this happening in medicine too, just like you described, you know, with your wife's experience. So some patients were kind of like, yeah, I get it. You know, it's, I, I understand. And I really think you need to be able to also have a way to set yourself apart. You know, you have to really have a fantastic patient experience. You have to be connected to your patients and you have to have um, patient patient loyalty, you know. So so that that's an important thing to think about is like as you move through this transition, you know, what's going to make you different than somebody else who's going to, you know, be a lower cost? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Separating yourself. I mean, I, I, there's a, a dental practice in Arizona. And they have one team member that um, that person's responsibility is finding several several pieces of information about the patient's lifestyle, um, you know, what the patient has been through, and yeah. keeping notes on that for the doctor and the hygienist and the team members. So when that person comes in, um, hey Susan, I I heard about your dog. I am so sorry to hear, you know, or hey Susan. How how was Hawaii? I heard you went to Hawaii recently, you know, and patients come in and they feel just this this excellent customer service, this excellent care that people would take the time to know to know them, you know, right. and, right. and this this doctor actually writes letters of recommendations for his patients, uh, children, whenever their ch- children are applied to um, college or uh, even like a residency program or anything. He'll personally write a note, you know, a recommendation for that person. So, you know, he invests a lot of time. He only works three days a week. But get this. He works three days a week and does almost two million a year in revenue yeah. <laughs> at an overhead structure that's less than 50%. And and I think that's a key and important part. Th- th- that part there is something that I'm, I think many strive for in terms of patient relationships and loyalty. Mm-hmm. But how do you do that in a way where it sets you apart, you know, and what what time commitment do you need to give? And does that time commitment pay off? Like, what's your experience with that? Well, you know, I, I agree with you that it really has to be a whole team approach, right? You know, the whole team has to be on board with we're going to connect with our patients. And I, um, you know, I, I really believe that in your in your hygiene visits, you know, if you're trying to do a hygiene visit in 40 or 45 minutes, it makes it tough. You know, I, I'm a true believer in those hygiene visits should be 50, 60 minutes. 
you know, because that's going to give you the time to be able to, to personalize your, your treatment plan to get to know your patient, to really have those conversations, you know, about, about them and their care. And to be, you know, to be able to have your team, um, to have the person who's really answering the phones and talking to new patients when like a new patient will ask, you know, well, uh, you know, do you take Delta? Do you take my insurance? That team member really has to be comfortable talking to that patient about, you know, the, 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 the ability to choose your own dentist, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to say, you know, sometimes patients have dental plans that change every year. You know, do you want to have to change your dentist every year because your employer changed your, your dental plan, you know, and to be able to think about or have the patient think about, you know, I know insurance is a factor, you know, but besides that, what else is important to you about your care? Right. And just kind of shift their thinking, you know, about why you, you know, why should they, why should they see you and be, and to have that team member really believe in the value and the, the quality and the level of care that you provide. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, you know, psychologically they refer to that as a pattern interrupt, <clears throat> um, okay. where somebody, um, would, would be talking about just dwelling on something that may be negative or whatever it is. Um, you know, psychologists recommend that, uh, you engage in a pattern interrupt to interrupt that line of thinking to get somebody to open up to a fresh idea or something positive or something different. Right. And the person listening, um, you know, the key to the pattern interrupts is you have to listen. You, you, you have to really, really listen and give a great acknowledgement to what they're saying. And then you can almost talk about anything else and they'll, most of the time people forget about what they were complaining about, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, when, when you're talking about dental insurance, somebody calling in and saying, Hey, do you take Delta dental? And then shifting them to that mentality that they can choose, you know, you have a great quality office and then pivoting into scheduling, you know, it, it it's, it's a lot of training. It's a lot of technique, yep. you know? And, and so, you know, the, I, I, one of the questions I know our listeners are asking is, um, are those scripts really successful? Because many of them get some scripts from, you know, some a few companies out there that that write these scripts on on how to schedule patients as an out of network provider. Um, yeah. With your way of training, what's your feedback? You know, do the do these can these things really really work for the average dentist, or do you need to be a be be re- really high level trained in in management and customer service? Like, walk us through that whole whole process on how to get to that skill level to schedule many patients that call in where you're out of network? Well, I, I, I think what's really important and a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of people cringe when I'm going to say this, but is to really record your phone calls and listen to them and think about, okay, how could I have said that differently or how could I have changed that? And with anything you practice, you get better at, right? Yeah. And everybody, hates, you know, role playing or simulation or however you want to call it. But it's just all about kind of practicing and listening and, 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 and even being kind of brave enough to call somebody back. You know, you could even say, you know, um, if with these call, um, call services, you know, that record calls, you, you get the patient's name and number, you can call them back, you know, Ben, I know you just called my office and I was thinking about the conversation we just had and I wanted to tell you something I just thought of, you know, or I forgot to mention, I've had teams do that, you know, to, 
to, to, you know, we'd be happy to, to, you know, I have you come in for a free consultation and have you meet doctor and, and we'll do a, you know, a benefits check before can just so we can give you some idea, you know, of what your, your cost will be. So, um, I, I, I think it's, 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 it's having the willingness to be coached and having the willingness to keep an open mind and, and say, okay, I might not win everybody over, but, um, if I'm willing to like, listen to myself, record the calls, try these lines, you know, I think it, I think it can work. And I've got this one gal in an office and I probably, it's probably taken her like six to nine months to get good at this, but she almost thinks of it sort of as like fishing, right? It's kind of like a game. You know, it's like, okay, how am I going to reel this one in? You know, and, and she really takes great pride in, in having these conversations. Now that's awesome. I, so, you know, we're talking about all this prep work that you need to do to drop a, a big plan like Delta Dental. You know, I'm a big believer that if you don't measure your performance, you're just not going to improve the way you, you should or the way you can. Yep. You know, I, I, I talked about on previous podcasts, so I'm often asked to do the haka. I'm not too sure if you're familiar with, with what that is. It's a war dance, uh, and it's a, it's a New Zealand Maori war dance. And I'm, I'm often asked to do that at conferences that I visit, whether I'm speaking or just, just a guest. And oftentimes, these things are recorded by a number of people, okay. and they're posted on Facebook. And I really don't like watching myself live on stage. I, I used to hate watching myself live on stage because I, I don't I personally don't like to hear me speak. You know, I just I don't I'd rather listen to somebody else. Um, but I started listening to myself speak as well as uh, uh, doing the haka. And what I notice is I, I you know I can't believe I'm not raising my hands all the way up. You're supposed to raise your hands all the way up. You know, just a small thing. It's like you know my arms are not they're supposed to be tight and in. I'm supposed to bend my knees more. You know, and so over the years what I've what I've learned is I become better at doing the haka. But I also start to get rid of the, the ahs and the ums when I do speak publicly, you know, because you listen to yourself and you look at those mistakes. Now you're now it's on your mind and it's something that you can focus on. But I think that's a great uh, tip in terms of, you know, preparation on on and creating a great client experience as well as learning how to overcome objections, learning how to schedule those patients when you're out of network. So we're, we're so, so so getting back on track, we're talking about how you did this in terms of getting a client out of network with Delta Dental. You start by communicating with the patients. Right. At um, least like at least, you know, eight to six months ahead of time. You start preparing them. You know, we're we're gonna there's gonna be probably a change, you know, in our relationship with Delta. So um you start the conversations and you um I think it's important that, you know, you have different um financial options in place for patients such as, you know, care credit or lending club or compassionate finance or long-term, you know, financing options for patients. You have a membership plan in place. You start to um, be able to like create some type of documentation to be able to give to patients when they come into your office. So I had offices do this in two different ways and I'm not sure if there's any one particular right way to do it. Uh, One office decided that before they dropped Delta, they printed up a, an informational sheet for patients just describing the change, you know, and they really said, you know, as of January 1st, we're no longer going to be in network. 
you know, with Delta, this is what it's going to mean as far as your, um, you know, what we're going to do for you as far as filing your claims. We're going to ask that you pay at the time of service. We have this membership plan. We have these financing options. And, you know, we're um, going to continue to take great care of you. So they, they wanted they wanted the patients to be prepared. Um, and kind of what happened, too, with that office is the word got around town really quickly that the office was doing this. So it kind of got patients calling, going, okay, what's going on? You know, what does this mean? And how am I going to, you know, how am I going to continue to come here? So the team got having these conversations even better. They got better and better at it, you know, on the phone. And um, what happened with the other office that I coached off, one of them decided we're not going to really officially tell people until they come into the office in January. So when they came in for their visits, the, you know, hygienist would say to them, well, Ben, last time you were in, we talked about this change with our relationship with Delta. So we have made the decision to become an unrestricted provider. So today's services, we're going to ask that you, you know, take care of the services today. We're going to file the claim for you. You're going to get a check in the mail. And if a patient said, gee, I forgot about that, or I wasn't prepared, or I, I didn't remember you said that, whatever they might say, they'd say, okay, well, here's, here's an envelope, you know, here's the cost. So if you could put a check in the mail when you get home, or if you want, I'll call you to get a credit card or, or they'd say, okay, here, you know, here's my payment. Great. Thanks. Gotcha. Yeah. So what's interesting when you do this is you'll be surprised at some of the patients you think will leave you Mm -hmm. won't, you know, and some of the ones you might hope would leave won't because they like you, you know, and, and some of the ones that you think, oh, they're so loyal to us, they won't leave. They might, right? but they might leave and they might come back, you know, so um, they'll go somewhere else and they might, gee, I, she didn't spend as much time scaling my teeth as that last hygienist did. They don't feel quite as clean, yeah. you know, and, and you know, they, and they might seem to know, you know, get to notice those, those differences. So, um, I also really think it's important that there's a strong internal marketing program going at the at the very you know at the very beginning so that we, we have some kind of thank you program for our patients you know that that goes along with your dental state practice act but there's some kind of loyalty or thank you program internally that we're promoting within the practice I think that's important too yeah that's awesome I, I noticed a couple of things here you mentioned unrestricted provider instead of out of network provider. Um, does that type of um, detail matter when you're, when you're making these types of moves in terms of looking at how you say things to patients and what you say and what you don't say? Well, I, I try to not use the word no, right? And not be negative. So right. we're not in network. You know, how do we say we're not in network? You gotcha. know, we're an unrestricted provider on that plan. What does that mean? You know, patients were, oh, that'll be the next question, right? Well, what does that mean? Well, uh-huh. You know, we we work with that plan. We submit all the paperwork, but we're not restricted to contracted fees. You know, so and they might still press. Okay, does that mean you're not in network? And 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 I believe in honesty. Yes, we we are not in network. We chose we've chosen not to be a part of that network. I really like that. Uh, that's that's new, to, by the way, to me. I've never I've never heard it put that way. Unrestricted provider. Usually, usually it's it's all the letters that I've I've seen and witnessed. It says either out of network or becoming a non-participating provider, and I can see from just 
a human perspective, when you say non or no or not, the, the immediate perception is, well, looks like I have to switch dental practices. You know, right. they no, they you no longer see me. You don't, you don't, you, I can't see you. Right. right? I'm, they're not a provider. I can't see you. You don't work with mine. And it's like, no, we, we work with your, your plan. And I love the part about being unrestricted. We don't have any restrictions anymore. We can deliver the dentistry to you that is purely quality driven and not policy driven. I, I really, really like that. Right. So that's, that is a really, really cool uh, phrase, unrestricted provider. And, and it just speaks to your level of experience in dealing with this, especially on a Delta Dental, because, you know, more, uh, more practice. I know more practices that have failed going out of, out of network with Delta Dental than, than ones that have been successful. And really, it, is it, that true? Yes, I have your experience in, in, in coaching practices to go out of network with Delta is actually rare. Like I, I don't see a lot of practices, for instance, an oral surgeon friend in Washington, the state of Washington went out of network with Delta and within four months, like Delta sent letters to all of the patients yeah. that, that received any treatment in the last two years and basically told um, the patients that they had to seek another oral surgery practice. And almost every last one of them that were on the schedule canceled. Um, but they didn't go through this process. They didn't go through the um, preparation, notification, and all that, patient communication. Um, so so as, as a result, a lot of people left. And then another general dentistry practice, I believe it was in Missouri, um, they, you know, they lost about two-thirds of their, their Delta patients within six months. And Delta charges you money. You know, if you want to rejoin the network within two years, they charge you money to join again. You know, yeah. it's it's sort of a way of, of 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 punishing those doctors and saying, "I told you so. Told you shouldn't shouldn't have left." But yeah. where I'm interested and the listeners are interested is: is it really possible to go out and uh, network with Delta Dental? And and based upon your feedback and the others, I'd say that your your experience is probably in the true one percent of practices that have have really gone out on network with a plan like Delta Dental. Is it scary? Absolutely not. I don't think it is. If you know, if you're prepared and you have the right person and experience to kind of lead and guide you through that process. And one of the other things that you mentioned, Susan, is the loyalty factor. I don't coach offices in person. I'm not a dental coach. I, I just do insurance stuff. But a client of mine in, in Spokane, Washington, Dr. Ken Collins asked me to come out and visit with his team for three days. And one thing I noticed is Nicole in their, um, in their South Valley office everybody wanted to talk to Nicole, you know, there at 4 PM, somebody sat in her chair and by 5:30, that person left, but Nicole just sat and talked to that person. And that person was kind of laying out all her issues and problems and where she lived in the last, you know, 20 years. Um, but I talked to Dr. Ken and I said, is this common for your patients to have that much love and trust for your team members? And he's like, yeah, but it's Nicole's different. Like people love Nicole. And in fact, you know, she's the reason why a lot of our people come to us out of network is because once they get to know Nicole, she's so friendly, but they're, they're loyal to the practice, but they're more so loyal to her just because who she is, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. and, and they're out of network with a bunch of plans and they're going to, you know, in the process of going out of network with more. But I, I, I like that. I think you shared a lot of really great nuggets for listeners to kind of give them some hope and guidance. Um, and I know we're kind of at our 30 minute mark. So. Susan, any, any, any tips, nuggets, or offerings for, for the listeners uh, out there that might, perhaps might want to learn more about what, what you do and how to go out and network with plans like Delta? 
Sure. I'd be happy to offer a free coaching call with any any listener who wants to reach out to me. My, um, You can reach me. Um, I'm a Susan at dentalcoaches.com. Uh, my cell number is 860-657-6693. And one thing I will also say is that when you do, you know, consider this option, you really have to look at, you know, your active patient base, your number of patients coming in, you know, the number of people on the plan. And you have to think about your a marketing strategy. So my company's called Dental Coaches and and I'm I I have the belief of not one person can know everything. So I have certain specialty coaches or on my team, kind of like a football team, right? Yeah. You have a head coach and you have specialty coaches. So I have a communication specialist coach, I have a marketing strategist coach, uh, I have a, an assistant coach, I have an insurance coach, and my marketing strategist coach is not tied to any one marketing company, which is nice. So we really sit down together and look at a marketing plan, a budget, we track the ROI, she does the strategy, and I work on the conversion you know, of the patients and the phone calls and the the case agreement, you know, get how we're doing with scheduling patients. So there's a, a lot of different parts to it. And I'd love to love to share um, more information with anybody personally or hear how I can I can help anyone. Yeah, awesome. I you know, I think um, even among the greatest of athletes out there or individuals, like even Dwayne Johnson, you know, who naturally I'm a fan of. Yeah, uh, these these people, you know, super, super successful. Um, one thing that that they always have in their life is a good coach. I even have multiple coaches. I have multiple CPAs that coach me in my business. Um, but, but there's something to say about when you go out and network, you just can't go it alone. Like, I, like really, you can't. You, you have to have a support team, a plan of action, and really the right person. You know, we've we've interviewed people in the past that have been successful going out and network with with PPOs, but most of those practices have not dropped Delta Dental. And, and so for those of you that truly, really do intend to find a way to go out and network with Delta Dental, I, I highly recommend that you give Susan a call because, you know, what she knows and her experience truly, which we vetted out, it really is one of those really unique processes that she's, she's really nailed down and understands very, very well. So Susan, thank you so much for being on the call today. We really appreciate it. We'll post all the information your cell phone and your email in the show notes for those of you that may be driving or doing something else. So check it out. Check out those links uh, to get a hold of Susan. But Susan, again, thank you so much for being with us today. It was my pleasure, Ben. Thank you. And happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day to you as well. And take care, everybody.